My own? There we go. So our week at our last mission trip, not our last, learning and serving together mission trip in Eugene, Oregon, um, the theme for the week was God's love rules. And the scripture verse is Mark 40, or 40, Mark 4, 30 to 32. And that was our theme for the week. So as Vince comes up to read it, um, this is our focus for the week. So it's about the kingdom of God, which we all have very cool ideas, I think, about what we think the kingdom of God is. So as you're listening, maybe you can think for yourself what the kingdom of God might look like to you. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Thanks, Vince. Could I have who's speaking come up? I think you know who you are. Yeah, there we go. The empty stool is Liaison. She's here in spirit <laughs> with us today. So, do we have the other mic? Where is it? So we get the, the pleasure of sharing our experience with you and why we, why that experience was important for us and why we feel that ex- our trip was important to God. So um, it's going to be kind of like a talk show this morning. <laughs> um, we're each going to get to share a little bit about it. And uh, yeah, so we'll just start with Pam. Do you have an experience that you'd like to share with us? I do have an experience that I'd like to share. So we, as part of the Learning and Serving Together program, we did mission projects at various different places during the week that you'll hear more about. And one of the places that I was very um, touched by was the food bank. So Food for Lane County and works with a whole bunch of different places, one of them being Catholic Community Services. And Catholic Community Services runs a fantastic food bank program in the Springfield and Eugene, Oregon area. This food bank has canned goods. It has fresh meat. It has dairy. People can go get a gallon of milk. They can get bread. They can get... Um, produce. So all the produce that is available at the food bank is grown by the community gardens. And there's just an amazing array of produce that these people can pick up. Very interesting characters coming through the food bank. Um, Some of them were obviously um, hadn't had access to shower facilities in a while. Some of them were on drugs when they came in. You could definitely tell that they were not completely all there. Um, Some of them were very sick. Some of them were in wheelchairs. Some of them had kids in tow. Um, the one little kid bent over like this, and I could see part of his back, and he had bed bug bites all over him. It was, it was an amazing array of people. There was one lady that came through on the day that I was there that, that I just thought, you know, there but for the grace of God go I, because she owned a restaurant and contracted AIDS from her husband, and ended up having so many medical bills, she lost the restaurant. 
her husband died. And her 14-year-old grandson came to live with her, all kind of at the same time. And she just said, you know, I wouldn't, I'm on disability. I finally qualified for disability. I can't feed a 14-year-old grandson on disability. She said, without this food bank, without the extra food I get here, he would be so hungry. And so she just went through the food bank picking things that she thought that he would like to eat because he's in sports and he needs lots of calories. And, and I just thought, you know, some of us, that's all it takes is one major illness. And that's the difference between health and prosperity and poverty. And that's so sad. But she was so thankful to have the food bank there and to be able to get that extra food. So that was very, very impactful. So if you could, in your own words, maybe, why was our work at the food bank important? I think we can speculate why you feel it's important, but we'd like to hear why God would think that is important. Well, I don't, I don't know if my work at the food bank was important to that lady, but her story was important to me, and I think I grew as a person, and I think it was important for me to be there to learn from her. And I just think there's all these people have a different story, and all these people have different things that they can teach us if we'll listen. And that's also kind of the theme of the Gospels, I think, is Jesus goes and he meets people not to, you know, always be like, you need me. But he goes there to, to meet with them and, and listen to their stories and share life together. I think that's very powerful for all parties involved. So Bryce, do you have an experience that you'd like to share with us? Yes. Um, I an important experience to me was when we had an opportunity to serve a meal at the church that we stayed at. And uh, so we served people that included families with children and a really, really big variety of people from around the church. Why was that experience uh, most significant for you that week? Um, it was important to me because because I realized that this meal is like the meal that our church serves at Crossroads. Uh, so sometime maybe I could volunteer there too. Could you maybe tell us a little about um, what the people looked like that were coming to this meal? Um, they were mostly people that were like in poverty and didn't have a place to eat that night. So most of the people there were homeless or living in poverty. Um, there was one family there who had a little infant um, and came. There was another there with, there was a couple people there with dogs. Um, so we got to prepare a meal. Um, I forgot what exactly we prepared. One was a baked ziti, another one was something, but they were really good foods. Um, but we got to prepare a meal, cook it, and serve it, and then have dinner with the homeless community that lives right around the church where we were sleeping at. Thanks, Bruce. Anything else you want to share? Um. Fallon, would you like to share an experience? Um. When we went to the food box program, which is the Catholic Community Services, um, it ended about 
two o'clock and there was like there was a woman who came and earlier that day we had gotten donations of dog food and cat food but we had run out of cat food um, and there was a woman there who said that she had a dog and a cat um, and so I was going to give her extra food extra dog food for her cat but then another person came up who had a dog so we gave him the rest I felt really bad because like even though there are people who are in poverty a lot of people there had animals and uh, it felt bad knowing like a lot of the animals were hungry too um, and so someone who worked there uh, I saw her with like a small bag of cat food and so I asked if I could give that to the woman and she gave it to me and I gave it to the woman with the dog and cat and she was really happy that I gave it to her like it was it felt really nice knowing that she was that happy how big was your smile no or the lady yeah big. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that experience was important to God? Um, it shows us that like like how many people are in poverty and um, like they can teach us even though they may be homeless and hungry. A lot of them had like college degrees and but they just couldn't get a job and so yeah. Anything else you want to share? So Leah sent me an email this morning because she wanted to share too, even though she couldn't be here. So I'll just read a little bit of what she sent me. Um, she wanted to share her experience with you all. So she wanted to talk also about the Catholic Community Services Food Bank. Um, I think that was just a very, what's the word? Impactful experience for for a lot of us. Um, so she writes, there was one woman who couldn't carry her box, so I helped her by bringing it through the facility and to her car. I found this to be very saddening because it showed me how being too weak to carry a box of food could lead to not being able to do things in other parts of life. It was important to me because it made me realize how hard it really is for some people who, have, who are homeless and how much a place like the food box program can help a person or fam family struggling to get by. There are a lot of options for people to pick from here. I think there's all kinds of fruits and veggies. There's cereal and peanut butter and, and canned goods. Um, so there, there are a lot of options for people to pick from here, and it seemed like there weren't options like this at other types of food banks. There were a variety of foods in each section, and the people who came in had a choice of what they wanted to get. Also, when people brought in their kids, it was amazing how the volunteers offered the family more food and were much kinder. Marianne was one of the volunteers, and she always offered the kids goldfish and granola bars. Another volunteer, AJ, gave out brownie, brownie cakes and stuffed animals to the kids. And I believe these are things that the volunteers brought in themselves, right? They were extra things that they held back and saved for the kids. Yeah, so just the generosity of the volunteers there um, really showed. It was very touching how the children and families brought out of the sold sides. I think that might be a typo. I don't know what she's saying there. Other volunteers, and they got more food and more selection. 
But our trip down there was overall impactful. We did a number of different projects each day, and you heard about the community pot, the community potluck that we did, and we and the Catholic Community Services Food Bank um, that we also worked at. But we also worked at a bunch of other things, and I'll list them a little bit later. But first, I want to thank you all for your support, your prayers, your monetary giving. Um, it was comforting to know that all the work that we had done that day when we were going to sleep was just backed by your prayers and supported by all of your prayers. So on behalf of the whole team, I want to thank all of you for supporting us. So all the projects that we worked on um, in Eugene and Springfield helped to alleviate poverty. The entire trip was focused on the stress of living in poverty from sleeping on floors of a church, showering in public showers at the pool for how much? Who remembers? It was 50 cents a shower, um, and that's to help accom that's to accommodate to the poor population that's down there. It's, they give them a place to, to go and get clean for job interviews or, or whatever they need to. We experienced a little bit of what it's like to not have a comfortable bed or a hot shower or a private shower. I think that was the most awkward for a lot of you, right? Yeah. <laughs> These ended up being the things that we missed the most. I think when I got back, I took like a 40-minute shower. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I just sat there like in the nice, warm, private shower in my own home. And then I went to bed a nice, comfortable bed that wasn't a floor. It was really nice. To give you some statistics on poverty, um, these are from 2012, 2013. These are the most recent that I can find. And these are statistics based on research in the US only. So the first one is 45.3 million people currently live in poverty. It was roughly 35 million just a couple years before this. So it's just mind-boggling how it can jump 10 million in a couple years. The poverty line for a family of four, which are two parents and two children, is $23,834, which doesn't even cover everything that they need to cover, especially if their car breaks down or if they have medical bills that they have to pay. They have to really sacrifice things. And even with that amount, the 23000 they are already sacrificing a lot of things. 17.6 million households, not people, but households, live with food insecurity, which means that they don't know where their next meal is going to come from, and not to mention that the food that they most likely can get is probably processed and not healthy. It's not going to be fresh fruits and veggies. And the last statistic I have to share with you is there are roughly 1.6 million children who are either homeless living in campgrounds or living without a stable home. And these numbers just keep going up as the years go by, which is really saddening to, to hear. And it was really saddening for us to, to learn that on this trip. So I'll talk a little about, about the projects that we worked on. One was the Food for Lane County, which I think was Bryce's favorite, right? We packed about 2,000 lunches to be distributed to children at the local parks and playgrounds. Why is Bryce's favorite is because of what? Packed a lot of celery. A lot of celery. <laughs> I think on, and carrots. So on Monday, we were packing celery and carrots. 
and chicken nuggets. And on Wednesday, we did the same thing. We packed celery, carrots, chicken nuggets into bags. But there was just so many, so much celery and carrots. <laughs> we couldn't believe. <laughs> That's why we're all wearing green, by the way. <laughs> Another project that we did was we cleaned a youth center called Hosea Youth Services, which was quite dirty, I might say. They work with the homeless teens in the area and they aid them to get them off the streets and into stable houses and stable jobs. It was quite the sight, I think. We cleaned out all the cushions, mopped the floor a few times because one wasn't enough. And all the bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. We helped out at the Catholic Community Services, which you just heard about at the food bank helping customers get groceries in order to feed their families. One day we gardened and planted celery. There was a whole theme here, I think it was celery. <laughs> at a place called Grassroots Garden, which provides fresh fruits and veggies to many of the homeless services in Eugene. I think Pam, you mentioned that. So they had this huge, beautiful garden there. It was amazing. And they fed us lunch, all the fruits and veggies from that garden. I definitely ate way too much. Hummus. <laughs> it was so good, yes. So all these great, great foods, they get sent out to all these different places like the Catholic Community Services Food Bank and to Food for Lane County. So we got to plant the celery that we were packing. <laughs> we learned how to pull apart a computer to be recycled and refurbished to, bro to provide computers for the working poor. And they also have volunteers there, so they can come in and, and volunteer and earn their way to, to buy a computer there. So not only did they get a computer after completing, I think it was only like 60 hours, which takes like a month or, two, a month or so. But not only are they able to get a computer, but they're able to have job experience now because they know all the components of the computer and how to pull it apart and put it back together and how to, how to set it back up. And so it's running again. Um, I think we finished the whole pallet of computers. That was, I think, a lot of, for a lot of us, that was a really fun day because we got to break stuff. <laughs> Finally, we helped to prepare a meal for the homeless community that lived right around the church where we stayed. All these projects that we worked on helped to alleviate the poverty that is very much present today, as you heard in our statistics. So our scripture focus for the week was Mark 4. Verses 30 to 32, which I'll read again from the NIV, says, What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Though all the work we did was good work, it was not work where we could see the long-term outcome, because each day was a different project. It was work that was a bit short-lived, but it was work that was like a seed. It was something that was planted into the lives of the people that we met and helped out, whether it was with helping to get them cat food or talking with someone at the community potluck. Some of these people may remember our names or what we look like, but probably not. They'll most likely remember the work that we did in helping them They'll remember us reaching out to them in love towards them. It was little moments like this where they were able to rest and not worry 
but rather take part in the peace that they could have for a little while so that they can have their, ro- their hope revived once again. I think missions are a slow-going process. They take years of laboring in love. Much like how a tree go- grows. It's slow and steady. It doesn't spring up overnight. But one day, it becomes a huge, ginormous tree where all the birds can perch in its shade and make nests and homes there. Friends, I think the kingdom of God is like a seed. When it's planted, it grows into a giant tree where the lost and the hopeless and the weary can come and sit in its shade and delight in the peace that is found there. And I think it's up to us, the church, the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, to nurture this tree, the kingdom of God. Thank you again. And can we thank these youth? I think it's probably their probably your first time ever doing public speaking, I would imagine, at your age. So let's thank them.